Hello, and welcome to the You Go Girl podcast. My name is Erin Chapman, and I'll be your host as each week we interview a Canadian woman who has excelled in sport so she can share her story and inspire more girls and women to get up and get active. You Go Girl! Today, I am super excited to have a very good friend of mine. Her name is Jennifer Henderson, but I have always known her as Jenny Hendy. She's here on the podcast today to talk about bowling. Jenny, thanks for joining us today. Erin, thank you so much. That was quite the introduction. I could say everything and more about you. Aww. I was in communications with her in university, and it was some of the best favorite times of my life, so... Shout out to Erin for having this podcast, and I'm honored to talk about such an amazing sport that does not get enough credit. So, Well, thanks for joining. Okay, so here's the background to this episode for people listening. Jenny and I were both on um, like a student association, if you will, where we would put on events for the people in our program and our faculty. And at one of these events, I don't even know what party it was, what year it was, but you just came out and said the craziest fact about being this pro bowler. And I was like, what? So now all these years later doing this podcast, I was like, I need to interview Jenny Hendy to talk about bowling. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, can you tell me, because it's been a while, what was that fact that you told me about yourself when it comes to bowling? Yeah, so kudos to you for having such an incredible memory. Um, so back when I was actually in elementary school, I played every single sport imaginable. And actually in my town at the time, there was pretty intense bowling league, surprisingly enough. And I had a friend or two playing bowling and I kind of brushed it off. I was like, ah, oh, no, I'd rather play some of the quote unquote cooler sports like soccer, baseball, or what have you. And then I was at my friend's birthday party and I started playing it and I was like, you know what, this is actually a lot of fun. Like this is, it can be passive if you want, but I had gotten to meet some of the coaches and you could also make kind of a little bit of a career out of it. So I kind of just told my parents that night, I was like, hey, you know what? I know I have so many other sports on the go, but this one's on Saturday mornings. It's not going to interrupt any other sports. I'd really like to give it a try. And my parents said, sure, absolutely. So I got playing and for anyone listening out there, it is not the intense 10 pin bowling with the giant ball that you have to stick your fingers into. This is actually a really great version of bowling where, you know, if you don't feel necessarily comfortable trying to bowl a giant bowling ball, the balls are significantly smaller, several pounds lighter, and it's five pin. So the counting and the scoring is just a little bit different than 10 pin. But I, I highly suggest it for everyone out there. Definitely give it a shot. And if you don't want to jump right into a bowling league at first, then honestly, yeah, just, uh, well, once COVID is over, of course, grab a few friends and go to a bowling lane and give it a shot. So you said that you can make a career out of bowling. How would you do that? Yeah, so <laughs> I quit in my prime. <laughs> but when I was in elementary school, I was obviously in that age division, and it, it was an amazing opportunity. My mom and I, we actually were able to travel all across Ontario, because once you win in your league, in your town, you get to go to a slightly larger league, which includes, um, you know, your town and the towns around you. And then once you win in that league, it kind of just keeps expanding and expanding 
to give you an example, anyone who went to high school in Ontario, it'd be like, you know, the OFSA is the largest one you could do in Ontario, and then you could go on to nationals. So yeah, I just keep kept winning tournaments and I was like, you know what? I apparently have a knack for this. My mom was really proud of me and it gave her something to do on the weekends too. And it also gave us great time to be able to bond and go on these road trips together. And I'm extremely thankful I had a mother who was, you know, willing to drive me all the way out to Niagara Falls and London, all the way across Ontario. Uh, and it was a wonderful time. And, you know, if you do continue to win these tournaments, then you keep getting invited back to more and more. And obviously the tournaments get larger and larger and larger. And I did get invited out to go to a tournament in British Columbia, which I definitely wished I, I had done. But at that time I was entering high school and you know how it goes. Just a whole different schedule. Everything gets thrown at you. A whole different friend group and different learning material. I kind of thought, you know what, I should quit in my prime, but definitely those people who continue on, they can just keep going to tournaments nationally and internationally. And I'm sure you might have clicked through the television at some point, but there are adult bowling leagues and adult bowling tournaments where you can actually win a significant amount of money as well. Wow. So your mom was with you, which is amazing because to have women kind of bonding over sport is definitely the purpose of this podcast. Did your mom get involved with bowling too? Like, did she play? My mom is such a gem. So even when she was in high school, she had played kind of the unconventional sports and done the unconventional things. So she was on the choir when she was in high school and elementary school. She'd even done curling and she was really intrigued by bowling as well. So that's why as soon as I brought the idea of bowling to her, she was ecstatic. She's like, yeah, of course, of course I'll take you. And, you know, it's, it's kind of easier for parents than other sports because you can sit a few feet away and get to see them that up close and play. Whereas, you know, if you are watching one of the other sports like football or rugby or anything else, um, it is a lot harder to see your child playing because they're so far out in the field. And it is a team sport, which team sports have so many advantages. Um, you get to build a community and make a lot of friendships. But with bowling, you get to see, you know, just your individual child up close playing the sport they love and doing the activity they love. And so you get to see that a lot easier. And my mom absolutely adored it. And exactly female empowerment. She even felt inspired enough, um, you know, watching everyone enjoy it that she joined an adult league for a little bit she wasn't as competitive as I was yeah but uh she said she had a blast and she made a few friends and she met up weekly with some of the other adult bowlers and again it's it's all about that community feel although you are playing an individual sport I don't know if anyone knew this but you can actually do team bowling as well I'd played many many tournaments on a four-person team and even if you are doing it individually, you get to know everyone really well in your league because you all have a common goal and you can help people with technique and everything of that nature. So yeah, it's, it's really exciting and I definitely don't think it gets enough credit. So that's why I'm so happy and thankful that you're shining a light on it today. I'm grateful that you're being, you know, you're here to be able to talk about bowling because I'm learning a lot. I have so many questions for you. Um, first, I think it's great that you and your mom could bond through this sport. I guess there's not many sports out there that parents and children can do together. 
So that's awesome for anyone listening who wants to do that. But now I have some comparison questions. So you mentioned um, team sport versus individual sport. When it comes to bowling, what's the difference between bowling with a team and bowling individual in a competitive manner? Just like any sport, I feel like there's definitely pros and cons. For example, when I played rugby, we all won together, but we also all lost together. Same with the bowling team. We all either won together and we could celebrate and cheer, or we all lost together. And it also depends on people's personalities and how they perceive winning and losing. You could lose and everyone be a great sport about it and everyone kind of just say, oh, it's okay, better luck next time. Or of course, just like any sport on a team, you could have one or two people who are really disappointed or maybe other people will blame each other. Um, So I think it is a great learning experience that, you know, if you do happen to have someone negative on your team, if they are maybe not that impressed, if you happen to have a lose um, and blame it on you or even themselves, if they're beating themselves down, it's a great opportunity to help them be a team player, to help them you know, sympathize with other people and to really build that team bonding. And then once that tournament is over, um, it is really unique that it can be a team sport and an individual sport that those bonds that you made on your individual team, um, you can then take with you back into the league. And even though you might not be on a team again, you still have that friendship that you can take with you. So that's really exciting as well. Um, I think an individual sport similar to other sports if you win that's amazing and you can really credit that to yourself and your parents helping you and if you happen to have a coach I actually had a coach he was great a personal coach his name was Alex shout out Alex Um, he was really really patient with me and you know helped me learn all the steps necessary and he was even a professional bowler himself so I was extremely gracious to have him with me But then also, you know, if you ever happen to lose a tournament or not get a strike, which is the epitome of a great score in bowling, then you might beat yourself down and blame yourself and that could discourage you. But I think the most important thing, whether you happen to be bowling as an individual or with a team, to never be discouraged towards yourself and never discourage others. Always build yourself up and others up because there will always be another game. There will always be another tournament. And if Bowling competitively is, you know, stressful to you or if playing any sport is super stressful to you, then you don't have to do it competitively. You could always just do it for fun as well. That's the beauty of sports. I think it's kind of what you make it. Mm -hmm. Something you said really um, piqued my interest. You said you had a coach. So I only know bowling as the recreational activity. I love bowling. I'm clearly not as good as you are, um, but you know, practice makes perfect. So what is it like, what is the training regimen, what do you have to do and what do you work on with your coach to be a competitive bowler? I'm so glad you asked that. You're you're bringing back so many memories that I forgot I had. So I'm really excited to talk about this. So in my town, again, as I said, maybe other towns weren't as serious about bowling as mine was at the time. But we had actually had a lot of people running the bowling league who had been professional bowlers themselves for many, many years, um, going to adult leagues and winning adult tournaments, et cetera. And so I guess kind of their rationale was if they saw kids with potential or if they saw kids, you know, who were winning 
tournaments that they would kind of take them under their wing, ask them if they wanted a coach to maybe take it more seriously. Uh, and I told my mom, I was like, yeah, absolutely. I would love a coach. And so what that entailed was depending on scheduling, my scheduling, my mom's scheduling, his scheduling, we would get together maybe once or twice a week besides the normal regular bowling um, to kind of just practice form and technique. So in my town, we had regular bowling that we would do every single week, every single Saturday morning. So everyone in the league, we would all meet at our one um, like bowling lanes, like bowling area. Bowling alley. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm done. We would all meet at our, our bowling alley and we would get together and practice. And sometimes we would have in-house practices and sometimes we'd have in-house tournaments. But the uh, training with the coach would be outside of that weekly segment we would do. So either we would meet up for an hour afterwards and practice techniques there. Or if we had something on on the Saturday, we would meet up, let's say, for an hour on a Wednesday or Thursday evening. So it'd be my mom, Alex, and my coach, and maybe some other people practicing as well. And Alex was great. He would really help me with something I had a problem with for a long time. I, I don't know if this was just me showing off or what, but I loved showing people how much I could curve the ball. So I would just picture it with me. I would throw the ball starting in the left of the lane. I would throw it towards the right gutter and then it had such a backspin on it that it would go directly to the right gutter and then backspin and then get a strike, if you can visualize that. Oh, wow. Like a zigzag. Yeah, it was, it was essentially like a zigzag. I love showing it off to people. But Alex pointed out, you know, you have to be very precise with how much you flick your wrist because if you don't flick it in the exact way you need, then it's just going to be a gutter ball every single time. And so I could go from showing off and being really impressive to just getting gutter balls every round and people just kind of looking at me like, what is this girl trying to prove? So that was something he really helped me on. Um, he helped me a lot with keeping my wrist straight and maybe helping me realize that doing impressive trick shots like that every time <laughs> isn't the most important thing. Um, he also taught me consistency. Exactly. He also taught me, I don't know if you've ever noticed um, at a bowling alley, but in each lane, there are little dots on the floor. Oh, yeah, at the start, right? Yeah, and so those little dots actually help bowlers know where to position their feet depending on what shot they need to do. And also depending on what hand they shoot with. So there's five dots. So I would usually put my foot on the second dot from the left because I bowled with my right hand. And so because I was on the second dot to the left, my hand, when I would bowl it, if I wanted to do just a straight shot, it would go directly over the center dot. So as long as I kept my wrist straight, I would get a strike. Wow, that's so much technique to bowling. Now I need to go to a lane when they open up again and try this. Oh, definitely. I'll show you. Like I, before I bowled and even everyone else I bowled with, they had no idea what the dots meant. They just kind of thought it was a starting line, but it is a really great guide to be able to use depending on what pins you want to hit. It's just a great guide for your feet. And then there's also dots right up by the line as well. And even on the alley um, that you're supposed to be looking at. So there's, again, these are all things to just like look at next time you go for everyone listening. It's super interesting, but there's, there's literal arrows on the lane that you need to be looking at depending on the pins you want to hit. 
but I can get into all that technique in person with you sometimes, Erin. But yeah, having a coach was incredible. Wow, that technique, a lot. that technique is insane. It almost reminds me, we did an axe throwing episode a few weeks ago um, with Jenna, so now with Jenny, and it sounds very similar where it's just something that you can do for fun. And there are leagues that you can do it like a little more competitively and then you can get really competitive with it. But my gosh, there's so much that goes into it. And yeah, anyone can bowl, anyone can throw an ax. But if you really want to become skilled at it, there's just so much behind the scenes. Wow. Yeah, it's cool. He also helped me with my speed because you can get in trouble, obviously, and your, your bowl won't count if your foot slides over the line. And I used to go at it full speed. And so sometimes my bowling shoes would slide over the line and my bowl wouldn't count. So he'd also help me with speed and where to put my feet and everything. And maybe this was just me being a keener, but uh, I even bought my own bowling balls and bowling shoes too, which by all means, you do not have to buy yourself. The bowling, the bowling leagues and the bowling alleys, they <laughs> offer all of that for you. Uh, but if you do ever want to be a keener and kind of strut your stuff for everyone at the bowling alley, then you actually can buy your own bowling balls and bowling shoes. And they're not crazy expensive, but also maybe ask my mom, because I clearly was not the one buying them for myself when I was 12. <laughs> so maybe my mom will say otherwise. But yeah, exactly what you said. It's, it's all about what you make it. You could be really serious towards it and have your own bowling balls and bowling shoes and have many banners and trophies like I do at my parents' house, but you can also be super relaxed with it and um, just make it maybe a, a once a month thing with some friends too. So yeah, that's, that's what I love about it. There's, I feel like there's a lot of hidden techniques with every sport. You just have to maybe talk to the right people or ask people who work there, maybe watch some YouTube videos and you'll learn so much about a sport that you had no idea even existed. Mm -hmm. And having a coach and having your mom so involved with the sport, what was it like for you just in the lessons that you learned to have such a very strong support system in your life because of sport? Oh, it's incredible. It's always super interesting to hear an adult's perspective and also your teammates' perspectives as well and other people in the league. I think you can learn something from anyone of any age and especially to have those adult figures there and of course my dad would try and stop by as well when he didn't work um it, it meant the world to be able to know that hey you know what other people might think of this as just some silly hobby but clearly there are people adults in my life who know that I'm taking it seriously for right now and they want to help me out in any capacity they can so it was really heartwarming um and motivating to know that there were people backing me and having having my back and supporting me and I can only hope that everyone else out there has people for them as well and for example if your your parents are really busy and they don't have time to go to every single practice with you then that's totally understandable and you could always you know chat with your friends parents or maybe the coaches on your team if you ever need advice or guidance there are always 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 people there who want to help you and even your friends as well it's it was such a bonus for me to be able to have you know, those adult figures there for me. And I always recognize how grateful I am and how lucky I am. But for those people who don't have those figures in their lives, like, please do not fret. There are so many people out there rooting for you who have your back and who want to see you succeed and happy, of course. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned your medals. Um, 
What's the highest, I guess, or what's your favorite memory from competing? Can you let us know of some of your accomplishments when it comes to bowling? Oh my goodness. I should have found all my medals and trophies. Erin, I'll actually send you a photo one day once I go back to my parents' house. I have an entire drawer. It's actually very intense. <laughs> and I don't show anyone this drawer because, again, unfortunately, bowling gets such a a bad reputation for just being kind of like a fun little kid birthday party hobby. But it is something I'm really proud of. So I will try and find a photo for you and all your listeners out there in the future. But the medals are really cool. They range from, you know, smaller medals. You can even get participation medals as well. Um, Because again, I feel like every child deserves to get something to bring home, whether they came in first or 50th. But of course, those kids that did happen to win, um, you know, they do deserve something that separates them from the rest. So I have everything from cute little bowling pins that have my highest scores on them. Oh, yeah, this is something else really cute my league did. Um, So you don't even get tournaments just at, or sorry, you don't even get medals just at tournaments strictly. But also each league usually does their own awards. So some example of some awards I've gotten just in my own league, I've gotten highest triple score, which is, you know, the highest cumulative score from three games. I've had the highest single score. So I've had the highest score just from one game. Um, I've had the highest team scores. So we've done just tournaments strictly within our own league, just things like that. Highest monthly scores highest weekly scores. So it's really cool. Back in the day, they actually used to get people to write down everyone's scores from every single game, every single week. Shout out to whoever did that because that's dedication. And get this, Erin. This is crazy. And this also just unlocked a memory from my brain. But every single week in our Gananoque paper, maybe this also shows how slow of a news week it was every week. But Every single week, they would um, write in the paper who had the highest female and male bowling scores for that week in each age group. And my name was in the Gananoque newspaper almost every single week. And my adorable parents would cut them out every week. So I have these newspaper clippings somewhere. So again, it's not like this giant trophy. I do have some of those, which like are amazing to look at. But the newspaper ones, like... I don't know. I I would just never expect that to happen. Looking back on it, it kind of feels like a fever dream, like as if my (laughs) bowling scores used to be in the newspaper. But that's definitely the most unique thing I can look back on. Yeah. (laughs) I need to find these newspaper clippings. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. And as a kid, to have your name in the newspaper is so exciting. It was huge. And my parents hyped me up so much. They're like, Jennifer, you're a celebrity in town. And I'm like, all right, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Oh my God. So fun. But exactly. Right. Like, obviously if you live in a city like Toronto, kind of doubt your bowling score is going to make the news. But if your small town has bowling too, again, it, it brings so many awesome opportunities. Like what other 10 year old could say or 12 year old or 15 year old could say that they've had their, their name in the newspaper that many times. So it does give a lot of cute opportunities. When you were talking, you said um, about how people view bowling and you, you're, you kind of shy away from it. First of all, I think you should be 
proud to talk about bowling all day, every day, because that's something so cool. And hey, the fun fact that you mentioned all those years ago at a university event stuck with me to this day. So I would keep talking about bowling, but what would you say to debunk the myth that bowling is just an activity for kids' birthday parties? Thank you, Erin. You are such a great hype person, always finding the positives and everything. That's what I've always appreciated about you. Aw, thanks. So I feel like the reason why it gets such a bad rep is because if you think of any sport that's publicized on television, you think football, basketball, baseball, right? Like the main ones. But then all of these other incredible sports, they unfortunately don't get attention. And maybe it is due to the fact that it is a snowball effect, right? Like the more something isn't on television, the less people are going to go out and seek it and the less people are going to try and figure out the rules. And then the less people are trying to figure out the rules, the less demand there is for it to be on television. So it is definitely a, a secular phenomenon happening, but I think hopefully conversations like this will inspire people to realize, hey, you know what, maybe I actually should figure out what the rules are. Maybe I actually should request that there be more bullying on television. And if, you know, that big of a change can't happen right away, then yeah, go play with your friends. Go swarm the bowling alleys because bowling is so much fun. And some people might think it's not a sport, but I will always, always, always until I die, I say it is because Yes, you get to hang out with friends, and yes, it can be relaxed, but there is very intense scoring involved. It can be very, very, very competitive. You can go very far in life and travel across Ontario like I did, travel across Canada, travel around the world. You can win money from it. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't think a sport is about winning money. It's about the memories you make. And here I am 10 years, 10 plus years later, on a podcast chatting about, you know, these accolades I had when I was 13. So to anyone out there who doesn't think bowling is important, I understand. I get it. I felt the same way until I actually started to do it. And I ate my words and I ended up being completely wrong. So, you know, please give it a chance. And if anyone ever has anything that maybe other people don't give enough credit to, please send them my way because I would love to keep expanding my horizons and opening my mind and trying new things. And I think that's all you can ever ask of anyone. You know, you can't force someone to have a different opinion, but if people actually try and play it, then I feel like they would really, really, really enjoy it. So yeah, give bowling a chance because bowling is sick. (laughs) I think you've definitely changed some people's minds today. When it comes to TV, this is kind of a silly question, I guess. When it comes to TV and you see bowling, And I know you already had your own shoes and bowling balls. Did you ever have to wear one of those bowling shirts? Oh, yeah, 100%. (laughs) Oh, I need photos of that. Oh, I'll find them. I mean, I'm sure my my parents have them buried somewhere out of my reach, so I can't throw them out. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm really proud of them. I can look back on it now and just be so filled with joy looking at these photos. But I remember... For a few years after, I was not impressed with the photos, not because I was wearing a bowling shirt, but because I had a mullet, so I'll have to go digging for those photos. Now I really need them. Oh, yeah, in a bowling shirt with a mullet, like, uh, Steve's unmatched. Seriously, though, like, I, I was really proud to wear that shirt every single week. For our league, it was 
a forest green and it was a popped collar so it was a polo shirt and you were allowed to wear any kind of pants you wanted they weren't strict on the pants you just had to wear your bowling shirt obviously for tournaments and things you know they wanted you to look a little classier maybe black pants but again it's not like they wouldn't let you play in the tournament um mainly just for photo ops if you win right to be able to look back on and look classy but the funny thing is my shirt did not look classy at all because every single time you win a tournament in your league or you win a tournament somewhere in Ontario, you get a patch along with your medal or your trophy. And I always got my parents to sew every single patch I won onto my bowling shirt. <laughs> like a girl guide. I, yeah, I literally looked like a girl guide. So forest green polo with like 30 patches sewn all over it. <laughs> I looked like a baller for sure. Well, when you get these photos, I'm going to put them up on our Instagram page, which is at the You Go Girl Project Canada, so that everyone listening can get some behind-the-scenes mullet patch-wearing polo shirt, young Jenny Hendy. Everyone go follow them, please. You do not want to miss this mullet. It had people turning heads. Honestly, maybe I should bring it back just for the memories, and again... Like she said, I feel like I looked better than a girl guide, so don't miss out on that hey, super exclusive photo. If you want to change your hair, I guess COVID's the right time to go into that. It is. Bring back the bowling cuts for sure. So my final question to you, Jenny, is because this podcast is all about getting girls involved in sport, do you have any words of encouragement to get girls of any age involved in bowling? Oh my goodness. Okay. I am so thankful that I started playing sports at such a young age. I am definitely going to mainly touch on bowling here, but even just to encompass all sports, I started playing sports when I was six years old. I started playing Timbit soccer. And then, you know, the love for one sport you have kind of just keeps trickling into another. So yeah, I mean, I started in one sport, soccer, and then I was like, maybe I should try another, maybe I should try another, maybe I should try another. And it is such a really cool snowball effect. So anyone else out there who is already playing a sport, try out bowling. I feel like there's actually going to be so many techniques that you can bring from your other sport into bowling, especially the teamwork aspects, the dedication, the perseverance, um, everything like that, right? So I feel like if you already play a sport, you have that opportunity to feel like you already fit in and to excel. And if you don't play any sport yet, for anyone out there, if you feel like, you know, joining a soccer league, football, rugby, baseball, a lot of that does sound really intimidating. So if you want a sport that you feel like you can ease into more, I find bowling is the perfect place because, yeah, I mean, all these other sports, I would never talk down on them, but all these other sports that I played, it is so intimidating and you know a lot of people can see you mess up and a lot of other sports can be way more competitive whereas with bowling you know I guess this is one positive I can think um, of people's preconceived notions of bowling but because a preconceived notion is that people think bowling is kind of just such a passive birthday sport if you will um, that is kind of a stealthy way you can get into it you can start playing it super casually if you mess up, you can laugh it off. I see people do it all the time. Unbeknownst to everyone else, while you're laughing it off, you're actually studying the strategy and, you know, working your magic so that one of the next times you go and practice, you're going to be 
impressing everyone with all of your strikes and spares. So <laughs> yeah, so if you are completely new to sports, give bowling a shot because hey, if you get a bunch of strikes and get all these amazing points, good for you. That's incredible. That's amazing. Keep going. If you happen to get a gutter ball every single time, you know what? You can laugh it off. It's it's something you can laugh at and enjoy. And it's something that you can know, hey, you know what? This is something I can work at and guarantee the next time you play, you will be getting points on the board. So, And plus, oh my gosh, at a bowling alley, there are snacks 10 feet away. What other sport can you say you can bowl, do your thing, throw the ball, walk 10 feet, eat a whole hot dog, drink some water, have a Coca-Cola, and then keep playing? No one can say that. Like, it's the best of every single world, right? It's sport and food. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm actually like holding in tears because I'm suppressing my laughter right now. You, <laughs> you're hilarious. Man. Erin, seriously, we have to go bowling. Everyone out there, after COVID, I'm hoping I can see you all at some bowling lanes around Ottawa or whatever city you live in. Maybe maybe Erin and I will do a cross-Ontario tournament just for ourselves. I love it. It's happening. Maybe yeah, we'll make is. a fundraiser out of it. A double whammy. That'd be so fun. Okay, we'll start planning. <laughs> Perfect. Jenny, thank you so much for joining the You Go Girl podcast today. Your spirit is just positively infectious. You made an impression on me in, oh my gosh, I don't even want to know how many years it's been since we've met, but I'm so happy that we could reconnect today. And I learned so much about bowling. I'm excited to go get out at a lane when it's open post-COVID. And I hope people are going to listen to this learn something new about the sport, and go give it a try themselves. Shout out to Erin. Everyone, go follow you, go girl. And to echo what you said, bowling is awesome. Erin, I can say the exact same thing about you. I have never and will never forget you. And I'm so thankful that you are shining a light on sports and especially female empowerment. So you go, girl. That's all the time we have for this week on the You Go Girl podcast. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday to hear from more amazing Canadian women in sport.